friends, and welcome to another episode of Eat Puff Love. I am Prowler. And this is your boy Vibes. How you feeling today, Vibes? I'm pretty feeling good. I'm feeling real good. Yeah. Just got back from the beach. You went to the beach today. Yeah, I went to the beach today. You know, happy end of uh, teacher work week. Yeah. Not work week, the summer. It's the summer It's now. the summer. This is the first official Tuesday of summer. Yeah. And we went to the beach. We went to Rehoboth with some of my colleagues. Is this what teachers do in the middle of the day in the summer? They just go to the beach? <laughs> I thought the teachers beach. were like reading books and... Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> teachers are how real people, friends. What? <laughs> we we are real people. We have lives after 3.30 p.m. See, I you know what's funny is that I had a student see me in the grocery store at midnight, and the student asked me, what are you doing here? And I thought, buying groceries, leave me alone. Well, guess what just happened to me? <laughs> I, I supposedly had a parent see my dick <laughs> on Telegram. Wow. So they told me. <laughs> So I had to change my, um, what do you call that? You had to change your profile My profile picture. Now it's a bowl of ramen. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited because we have a special guest in the studio with us today. And we are so pumped to have have him here with us. Uh, This gentleman is a brilliant chef. This is a mixologist. This is a traveler and a thinker making things happen in the And a Jamaican. And a Jamaican. And making it happen right here in Washington, D.C. Little Puffins, will you please welcome Richard? Welcome, Richard. How you doing? Welcome. How you feeling? How you feeling? Honored. I'm feeling honored. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling like... and in the right place at the right time. And you are. Just blessed. You yeah. Know? yeah, we're glad you're here. This has been a long time coming, everybody. You yes. know, through our, our own personal battles with COVID. <laughs> and then just scheduling. And now we're here. Yes, we are here. Wrapping up this uh, second part of our season with Richard. Yeah. Yes, yes. We made it, y'all. Yeah, we made it. We really <laughs> did make it. And you know what? And we're still making it, y'all. We go, we go, we go keep on keeping on. That's what the old folks used to say back mm-hmm. in back in Missouri keep on keeping on baby that sound real church like they well you know it was a little church like but you know I mean <laughs> there was nothing that a wet paper towel and a peppermint couldn't cure. Right? <laughs> all right <laughs> well let the church say let the church say amen. amen amen so Richard glad to have you here so tell all of our listeners our little puffins tell us tell us about yourself um let's see I am Again, Jamaican-American. I have been in the um, food and beverage industry for the majority of my life since I was 12. I, um, let's see, hmm, I love it. I love it um, immensely. I've done a lot of jobs in between then, like a typical Jamaican person. At one point, <laughs> I had like five jobs in the summertime. It was yeah. great. Um, so I've, I've, I've worn a lot of hats, but um, with all the hats that I've worn um, and you know, uh, well, you don't know. Let me tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, tell I'm, us about uh, the hats. No, so so for one, um, at one point I was a comic book artist. I oh. thought that was going to be my trajectory. Yes. Um, but no, it, it ended up being restaurant management. And then here I am, I'm a beverage director for Metro Bar. When I was younger, I was a dishwasher. I was a... Um, uh, um, a technician at a at a at, sorry about that a technician at a 
convention center. I was a uh, library circulation desk. Yes. Um, uh, I was I was uh, uh, the shift. The, I was the leader for a painting team over in Rhode Island. Come on. I was a Cutco salesman for uh, it was a knife company essentially. Mm. Um, but I mean, most of my hats have been in the restaurant industry. So you're a jack of all trades. I. I'm just curious about a lot of things. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I feel that. I feel yeah. like I feel excitement about new things. I like learning new things. Yeah. I think it's fun. You said you've been in, you've been doing food and beverage since you were 12. Like who who was your first introduction into the kitchen? I was a dishwasher. I was uh, working under the table um, for a, a man I will not I will not share his name. Okay. Because um, actually um, he ended up being a very uh, good mentor of mine. Yeah. You know we stayed in touch. Um, throughout my high school years, he ended up um, working at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and I worked for him there. Um, and I was a shift leader there. Yeah. Um, and I know his daughter, and I know his wife, and like yeah. you know, the family is very close to me. So anytime I go up to Rhode Island, I try to visit them. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I uh, let's see, I didn't stop. I was always somehow in the restaurant industry in some respect. Um, even like uh, in high school when I became a, uh, a busser and then I became a food runner and then a server and then, you know, host and then bartender when I was working at a, um, a shoeless steakhouse and then it just kept on continuing. I ended up working, um, there was at one point I was working at three different, um, venues. It was, um, um, over in Boston, Mm. Uh, one of them was a craft cocktail space. One of them was a hotel chain. And then um, there was a corporate um, seafood restaurant that I worked for. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, I chose one and I ran with it. And, yeah, it led me and transferred down here. And then here I am uh, after uh, I've been here about 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. I worked with um I worked in Chinatown for about 5 years and um then I was the manager at the airport um this is the same restaurant group Legal Seafoods. Yeah. I ended up um parting ways with them. Uh I, I ended up quitting. It just um it was just a a different environment than I had wanted and I felt it in my soul so um and at the time I got I started working for Thami which is a um this Burmese restaurant that was on 8th Street. Phenomenal. Amazing. Um, and was that owned by the two, um, the mother-daughter team? Yep. Okay, I saw that. They had to leave their restaurant, right? It was very sad, yeah. Gentrification, everybody. Yep. Gentrification. Yeah, shit's happening. And COVID. COVID, yeah. COVID kicked, kicked <coughs> the knee's ass. Like, um, it was really, really sad. Really, really sad. Um but then I started working with uh, Sarah Nada and Andre Johnson, and and then um, through her, I met the owners of Metro Bar, which then they then hired me as the beverage director. Okay. Wow. So this here I am, beverage director. So what does that mean? Like, so essentially, um, as a director, you're curating the menu, mm-hmm. you're sourcing the product, you're buying the product, um, and you're um, well, for Metro Bar especially, um, creating the menu is um, in support of our mission, which is to support local local artists. Mm-hmm. The local artists, of course, mostly DC, but um, the outstretch is 
supposed to be wherever the metro rail can reach. Okay. It's hard to do when it comes to wine, so. (laughs) No. (laughs) So DMV. Um, So I I branch out to Virginia and Maryland, you know, where where DC has a little bit of um, weakness. But for the most part, DC has incredible stuff. So it's, it's, you know, in... In deep diving and taking the job, um, I uh, while I was more familiar with some, you know, I mean like Herb Saint and Maker's Mark and all these, all 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 those products that everybody uses behind a bar. Yeah. Um, when I deep dived into DC and realizing that the products are actually really good, they're just, of course, you know, small production, so they're a little bit more expensive. That was really the challenge. It wasn't necessarily the quality. You know, yeah, because I mean, the one thing that has happened, you know, I I'm not a Washingtonian. I've lived here long enough, but I'm I, I don't ever say I'm a Washingtonian. Um, well, not a tried and true Washingtonian. Yeah. I I wasn't born here, but I've lived here on and off for a very long time. But most recently, the rise of like distilleries and breweries here—that mm-hmm. is something that's very new to the city. And as you said, they are a small batch, but they are really good. Yeah. And you don't always get the opportunity to see them on like menus at places, um, but you do see that at Metro Bar. Yeah. yeah. So is that that's a part of what you do, right? And it's and it, yeah, um, and it's fun seeing where they've come because even even five years ago, some of these same distilleries and breweries were in a very different place with their process and. Yeah. And they, you know, everybody, like any artist, they, they, they start off, they make their failures, and then they, they, they change and they grow. And then, shh, man, so like uh, um, 1-8 Distilling, for one, they just broke out their new, um, their new bourbon, which they've been um, curating for five years now. And it's delicious. Yeah. It's like a good bourbon. Yes. So yeah, and you know, like, and especially like you go over to like Ivy City. I know there's a distillery over there. I went on like a group on tour once <laughs> to yeah, a distillery yeah. over there, and I was like, this used to be like, this was not distillery town. <laughs> <laughs> over in Noma, in quotes, you know, breweries <laughs> popping up. I'm like, nah, that's not what this was. But you know, Noma. it is good. <laughs> North of Massachusetts Avenue. You know, I. Oh, is that what that means? Yes, that's what Noma means. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> Didn't know that either. I just learned that, that yes, today. Noma I'm today means old. North of Massachusetts <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> no, I have no idea. What? Hey. You know what? When I, 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 when I moved here, that was, you know, I, I get excited about those cool little acronyms like Dumbo and. Which Dumbo. Is, Dumbo. It's in it's in Brooklyn, down what? under the Manhattan Bridge overpass or something. What? What? No. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbo. The neighborhood Dumbo. D U M B O. Yeah. And what's uh, it mean? Down under the Manhattan <laughs> Bridge, Bridge overpass? overpass, I believe. Get the hell out of here! Nobody could be more creative than that. Come on, these bitches. <laughs> Down under the <laughs> what? Do you remember the Jay Z lyric? I could have bought a, I could have bought a, I could have bought a condo in Dumbo for a hundred million. Stupid. No. 
Uh-uh. You remember these lyrics? No. It sounds familiar. Mm, now I gotta look it up. Yes, you should look it up. <laughs> oh my god. This is what the internet is for. That's my phone. Yeah. Make me put that in put that phone. in Noma. Do a lyric with that in Noma. I could have bought a <laughs> Noma Noma is my homer. <laughs> oh my god. Don't make me wanna tell a Jonah. No, friend. But I am gonna be a loner. I think this is where we're going to take a little break. Yes. <laughs> if I moved myself to no <laughs> Okay. The sunshine is kicking in, the everybody. Is kicking in. That's what we're puffing on today. Is that what we're puffing on yeah, today? Yeah. Um, not brought to us by our favorite dispensary, <laughs> but they did hook us up this time around. They so did. shout out to Green Paradise shout Dispensary. Green you can Paradise. find them on whereisweed.com. Yes. Um, we still had to pay for our delivery. But we but mostly they, paid for stickers. And, that's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and we got like, um, what, an ounce of sunshine sativa but they hooked us up with like five five pre-rolls i was like what is happening today on a monday on a monday i guess if you buy weed on a monday they give you special yeah maybe less people buy weed on a monday at six o'clock in the evening see this is what teachers are doing What Dumbo means? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Richard, just tell us more about how you are, like, after you have gone through this long list of like working various opportunities in the restaurant industry, and now you're at a place where you're the bar manager for a fairly um, popular space here in Northeast DC. People mm-hmm. know Metro Bar. Um, it's a place I yeah I go enjoy going for the drinks especially the outdoor music um, but can you tell us how like when we showed up the last time we walked in and there was like I looked at the bar and I was like oh that's Ray and Nephew and that's a bottle of Ting like what is yeah. this doing here at this bar like we what, were, this is what I thought I, before we met you. I was like, no, what white person went on vacation <laughs> in Jamaica and now they got Ting and Jamaican rum behind the bar in D.C.? What, know, who but, did it? But you know what, though? I, I, anytime anytime I go to Metro Bar, I am, I am immensely fascinated by the array of dehydrated garnishes <laughs> and and all of the oh yeah you do eat those oranges oh and gosh, limes like I he's he's asking for like handfuls from behind the bar begging, I know I go I, I go there and I'm begging the bartenders like <laughs> and she's please, like uh, please give me another dried. Uh, grapefruit because it is so good and it's paired with this amazing cocktail uh, and so yeah I, I I forgot your question the question for Richard was so tell us how those things like ting and Jamaican rum like real Jamaican rum and like how did this all like end up here at a bar in Northeast DC, like you, you said, how you are Jamaican American. How did that come into like 
your style of crafting the, the beverages behind the bar? Well, so, I mean, one thing that's important to me, especially, um, you know, coming from, you know, all the, all the different positions that I've held is being able to tell our stories. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm from a diaspora regardless of anything or, you know, whatever, whatever journey that I've taken. Um, everything about where I came from is diaspora. My mother came from Jamaica when she was in high school. You know, her, okay. you know my grandmother was living in New York and she, was, she sent for my mother so that um, my mother could have more opportunities in America and get a, get a good station in life. And my mother, you know, fearlessly raised my brother and I. And that history, um, that history with my family and our culture and the flavors of, you know, the spice trade and um, all of those, all of those uh, influences um, that, that also was, you know, steeped in slavery, they're not celebrated well enough. They're... Uh, they're they're underappreciated and under well not say underappreciated but definitely undervalued yeah so you know it has to be at a certain price point for you to get like that genuine culture and and it's like oh i i can't get you know oxtail for less than 15 dollars like what how do you like how are you guys how are you guys staying in business how are you guys charging for this when you don't realize like how much work goes into getting it to that point so that's right one of the things that, um, and this is what I did at um, Thami also, you know, at the time when I worked at Thami, I was telling their story, but I infused a lot of the common ground in our mm. cultures and cooking and f- using fresh ingredients. Because that's the thing, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're not using, you're, you're not using like high fructose corn syrup and all these other ingredients. Like you, if you get like cola champagne from uh, the Caribbean, it's, it's, not, it's not using anything that's, that's not natural. So all these, so natural ingredients, um, common spices in the spice trade. And that's what I was doing at the me. But here, you know, Metro Bar, I'm trying to infuse some some semblance of Jamaican influence into or the Caribbean into all of the cocktails mm. and let's just pick one at any point and I can tell you where like so we have this um this new um cocktail called the Ward 5 okay tell us about it so I wanted to make a um a fun summer cocktail something that was like a whiskey sour um so my influence was on a cocktail called the Trinidad Sour. Um, but then in trying to like remix it a little bit, I found that there was a lot of informa- uh, influence out of this cocktail called the Ward 8. Stylistically, they're a little different, but I ended up making an equal parts cocktail. I um, wanted to infuse a little bit of like that that earthy nuttiness into it so i i made an orgeat which is like a nut syrup mm-hmm. um i used almonds but i also infused it with um um prickly pear and then um added um 
you know, as local spirits. So I used a local um, rosé vermouth, and then I took um, local whiskey um, from um, Republic Restoratives. Their, um, um, their. Sorry about that. Their uh, purpose rye, and then I rested it in raspberries and hibiscus. Okay. So, you still have like that that Jamaican influence. I'm still making it floral and spicy, and then I'm making it nutty. So it's almost like it wants to be like in the tiki family of things, like almost like a. But then, I'm bringing it all back together and still making a balanced cocktail that's fun for everybody. Um, so like that's that's kind of like just one cocktail, and then it's like, you know, um, bring up one eight one more time. Um, they make a gin that uh, has a, a backbone of allspice. So I like leaned into that for the Blue Line Chill Ricky, which is supposed to make you feel like you're on a beach. Mm. Yes. Yes, you know? Um, Velvet Florinum is part of it. Um, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Like if you ever like taste it, it's supposed to, it's supposed to taste like you're on a beach. There's a little bit of allspice and dram in there also to like boost that, the, that part of the gin. But that's kind of that's kind of what I and and a lot of the things that you know I'm supposed to be supporting local, but at the same time I'm also like, okay, here's here's the empty pocket. The empty pocket being there's no local sodas, so what am I gonna fill it with? Yeah. Well, of course I'm gonna fill it with ting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna do it with something Caribbean. I'm gonna do it with something. You know that that tells my story. If I, if I can't fill it with something local, I'll fill it with something that tells my story. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ray and nephew, um, I'll secretly like throw that into like, I'll secretly throw that into cocktails. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the majority spirit will be one thing, and then the uh, the supporting spirits will be something from my heritage. Those little hidden bits that just make it like all come together mm-hmm. you talk about recipes you talk about drinks like recipes like you talk about, you know, even even the way you talked about the alcohol, you said the supporting alcohol. You know, some there's there's the one that's in the for, forefront, and then there's the one in the background. Um, and then what I also thought about was when you were saying that this that 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 your drinks should be influenced by uh, the reach of the metro rail. But what I started thinking about was the experience we had saying the ting on the bar, which then, I mean, isn't that the experience of DC people anyway? The experience of, of having these connections to somewhere else and, um, you know, going to, sometimes like you go to the hookah bars and they'll have Ethiopian beers on tap mm-hmm. and you know, I've never been to Ethiopia, but right. uh, but but the moment I go to Ethiopia, I I assume that some of these ones that I'm seeing here are going right. to be familiar to me, and so I I guess I guess I don't see it as 
just something that you're just pulling from within your culture. Like you represent DC, oh, thank and you. and because you represent DC, DC is is uh, elaborate in 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 the uh, many walks of experiences that people have within the city. And so because of that, yeah. I I had a whole experience around Singating on the bar. I was like, "Oh my gosh, who gets me?" <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me. Yeah. I got who, you. Who is getting me in this moment? Because you know, yeah, like to see a Ray and nephew and to know what a Ray and nephew is is a whole experience mm-hmm. within itself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, I hear that, and I think that that's. I, I, I like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I like that, right? Because you, as a traveler, as a traveler. You, as a traveler, you go and you see something and you experience something. Right. But there is also merit and credit to the fact that you are bringing things from a place that only people, even when they go to the resort in Jamaica, because most of the, let's face it, the clientele in all the places, they're resort people, okay? Mm -hmm. And so it's not resort culture that he's bringing, I feel like you brought forth when just Ray and Nephew, that you can go in any little shop in Jamaica and buy for probably about five or six dollars a bottle. A a, a thing of ting is going to be like 50 cents. It's what the people there enjoy. It's something that is going to be in in a community store. It's going to be on it. But it's not going to be on the resort. That's true. And so therefore, infusing that into a space that... um, Yeah, though it might be the supporting uh, um, ingredient, it's bringing forth... It's the it's the icing on the top. I hear that of of the things. That's how I experienced it. So, yeah, yeah. It's different to have a rum punch with. Oh, um, yeah. Nobody's gonna drink a rum punch unless gonna, you're. It's like. <laughs> it's like brunch. So, <laughs> you're brunching. We have a rum punch on the menu, actually. Oh yeah. The Hurricane Shirley. Okay. See, that bad boy is delicious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, tell us about the Hurricane Shirley. Oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all, he starts talking about these drinks. Oh my get, god, I get, I get sweaty. <laughs> well, no offense to Shirley, but when I think about rum punch, you said it the other day, and then we could talk about the hurricane, Shirley. But you said it the other day when the when we were on that little boat, and the woman made you the rum punch, and you said what? I don't remember this. Rum this punch. tastes like something that I had in college. Oh, oh no. because that is normally what yeah, people think rum punch. That's what they yeah. think. Yeah, okay, true. but and I'm sure that Richard is not making the the resort rum punch. Absolutely, it's a little different. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a little Absolutely. different. Absolutely. Right. So, so tell us, tell us. So real quick, I do want to backtrack real quick a little bit about Ray and Nephew. That was actually the first rum. It's actually the first alcoholic drink I've ever had. Oh, hey. okay. It was me and my cousin in my mom's living room. No. Sorry, my my uncle's living room, his father, and he had a bottle of Ray and Nephew, and we always saw him like you know just like pouring a little bit into whatever he was getting at and X Y Z, and just like I think we were like ten years old. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I a the first time I was drunk, I think I was about twelve. I I was it was Christmas. 
Eve drinking a lot of eggnog, and I woke up in the middle of the floor in the morning at 3 a.m. vomiting. Oh my so, God. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. But go ahead, sorry. No, <laughs> we just, we pre- like, at, I don't mean, we did have a hangover. We pretended we were sick. We just told him we were sick. He had no, I think they know. Because later on, you know, I'm talking to my mother, and this will happen. Like, anytime we go to a diner, we're sitting across from each other. I'm like, hey, mom, I need to tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> So remember back when I was 10 and I got sick at my uncle's place? Yeah. <laughs> Ray and nephew. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Hurricane Shirley. <laughs> um, so it has two rums in it, both local spirits. Um, but uh, the uh, I do cut it down. Sorry about that. No, there's only one local spirit in there because I switched up the recipe a little bit. It has Old Line, which is coming out of... Um, Baltimore okay. um, and then it has uh, Angostura white rum um, which is really nice but the the old line is navy strength and tastes a little bit like banana really nice mm. the Angostura white is like almost like vanilla background okay okay but a hurricane is actually a really traditional coming out of um, New Orleans New Orleans yes indeed yes, okay. yes. So a lot of different renditions since its inception, but the original recipe had grenadine passion fruit, right? So I have a cocktail on the, oh, well, it's a non-alcoholic cocktail that I based off of Shirley Temple. Mm -hmm. We called it the Shirley Horn based on um, the 1970s jazz singer from DC. Yeah. 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 So... um, made this beautiful um, non-alcoholic cocktail with um, acidulated orange juice. I infuse, I make a house grenadine, but I also infuse it. um, Acidulated what? (laughs) (laughs) Can you expand on this? (laughs) What? (laughs) I heard orange juice. What is my my Google? Yes. I uh I I added a little malic acid to the orange juice to round it out a little bit. See yeah. people, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> um <laughs> No, but essentially, I mean, um and then the grenadine has a little bit of um fig reduction in there to to make it a little bit more savory. Mm. So I like and then, like, uh, I, I added lemon lime, and then you add club soda to finish it off. And so, essentially, it's still a Shirley Temple, but it's a little bit more, a little bit more. You're getting a little bit more bang for your buck when you pay for it. Mm. That's actually the base, part of the base of the Hurricane Shirley, which is why it's called the Hurricane Shirley. Okay, because I was like, when is the alcohol coming into yes. this? Because all of this yes. work needs some, like... Yes. <laughs> So okay, good. And really, it's just the Shirley Horn, except I've added three spirits. Mm. So I add a, um, a passion fruit liqueur, uh-huh. and then the white rum and the dark rum, and then. Yeah. See, this is not your resort, and not that the rum punch. I'm not getting it twisted. Like the rum punch is a thing, and yeah. like if done right. And it, even this traditional sense of you like orange juice, pineapple juice, all this other jazz in it, it can be good. But this is like a real, like it's, I don't even want to use the, that word. I just want to say that it's a new take and it's, and I can even by listening to it, not have yet tried it, yeah. can see how it could still play out in the way that you discussed it along with 
I everybody loves a Shirley Temple. Yes, and, and I then, mean, I mean, even the way he's explaining it, like I'm layering flavors in my mind. Like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. it's sort of like when people are telling you their outline for their chili, you're like, oh my gosh, you put that. Oh my gosh, you put that, and then they say something like carrots, and you're like, okay, hold on, now what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing today, orange juice? Oh, what are we doing? Okay, this drink was sounding real. Can good. I buy that over the counter? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, onion liqueur? Onion liqueur? <laughs> Hey. hey, if it's in the right Bloody Mary, I might have a little onion liqueur. <laughs> Listen, never thought about it. I do have a Bloody Mary on the menu now. See, look at him. Look at him. Tell about this Billy Mary. Go ahead and look at the flavor. <laughs> Get into it. Get into it. So, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it has some of the standard stuff. It has Worcestershire soy sauce, um, tomato puree, um, so one of the secret ingredients, because I'm not going to give away the whole farm. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, is uh, I, I, I pickle my own scotch bonnet pepper. Yes. See, I can see you drinking this. Yeah, now. see, this is already, already like, I'm, I'm already, I, I want three. <laughs> <laughs> I want three, not on happy hour. I'll buy this all day. Oh <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it's, it's really good. But you should definitely try it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you to try it. But yeah, that's that's one of the secret ingredients um, in there. And uh, but over at, at Metro Bar, you all don't sell food; you just sell drinks, right? Right. So, but it, so that's a question. Then, so I know you have like vendors that sell food. Mm-hmm. Do you ever take in consideration how those things may pair um, with your vendors, or are they rotating so frequently that you? You don't really. So I would typically, yes. Up until now, yeah, they they rotate so frequently. Um, now, mind you, we're still in like year zero because our oh. train car isn't even open yet to the public. And like the train car is gonna. Oh, open. it's gonna be yeah. open. So oh, oh, I thought it was just a decoration piece. No. <laughs> oh. There's a whole ass bar being built in there. What? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just thought it was decor and that it was going to be an outside spot always. No, I'll definitely hit you all up when we actually plan the grand opening. But yes. yeah. Yeah. Eat Puff Love had to come over and cover, <laughs> yes. or at least we'll have some drinks. We'll have some drinks. <laughs> I mean, that's so exciting. And, and you know, I, um, I'm just excited for um, the cool things happening um, in this neighborhood. Um, and, I, I just like Metro Bar. I think it's yummy. I think the drinks are great. I think the vibe is cool. Um, it would be nice to have a little go-go music on the, on the deck every once in a while. Mm. Uh, you know, a little Baltimore house every once in a while. Maybe maybe an R&B night. Maybe a little Erica Badu cover. <laughs> I don't know, you know. But I'm, I'm here for Metro Bar. So I'm trying to... Um, I'm working with uh, a, uh, a couple of the people. Um, um, Jan and Tate, they... they um, uh, Jan is an events coordinator. Essentially, she like curates experiences. Tate is one of the um, um, the founders of um, DMV Black Restaurant Week. Mm. Um, I've, we were talking today um, about Carnival. Mm. Oh DC yeah, and yeah. how it's left DC. Yeah, yeah. and how beyond. we're going to try to bring it back. Yeah. So um. Um, I I want at least um, a lot more um, uh, Caribbean festivals and and events run at Metro Bar. Yeah. 
um, that's going to be, you know, kind of my mission. I'm not going to try to like oversaturate. I still want it to be something that's celebrating DC cultures, period. Like, yeah. you know, the the underlying what what is built up DC. What because even like to your point, you know, the the Ethiopian beer. You know, I'm trying to bring Tej in. Mm. Um, so, but like, it's just you know little things like that. Um, but. I we're going to try to make it something that's annual um, where we're bringing um, Caribbean festivals in regularly to Metro Bar, but also um, trying to work with the city in um, funding that and pushing that traffic towards um, Metro Bar or at least that area. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because it's important. I mean, I mean, so here's the funny thing. Um Unfortunately, when we were, so for Juneteenth, it's, um, so June is, you know, Caribbean Heritage Month. Yeah, right? it is. Um, Juneteenth week, you know, that was hooky week too. Oh, so. What is this? Hooky week is, uh, it's essentially like a, like a, um, a week or a week and a half to two weeks where, you know, if you're a Caribbean, you don't go to work. You go and you party for like four to seven days. Straight. What? Yeah. I've never heard I've of heard this. of Hookie Week. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've heard there were a lot of parties and a lot of things that were popped up. Be like, we're going here, you know, like grown people going out here and hanging out, take off work. What? Just don't show up. Mm-hmm. Like-minded people. I'm into it. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so... <laughs> into it yeah yes. i mean that so juneteenth week is very heavy with celebration period with a lot of like you know but um we were um one of the things we were when we were um publicizing our events for juneteenth and especially around like we had a fish fry and festival mm-hmm. um festival yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and uh we couldn't post a lot of the stuff on social media because people were dressed like they were at carnival in the in the in the photos Mm -hmm. and you know they were shot down because it showed like they it it was flagged for basically nudity what by instagram you know it's not yeah you know we can get on that ig y'all need to do better well instagram because i know a whole lot of people that police is the darker your skin is. Too, yeah, you know? but that, but there's a whole lot of people I see like ass out, I you know, everything out that. and they yeah. never get flagged. And then you post, we try to post a little post with just like a, a spliff and it was shot down. And then yeah. when we just blurred it out, <laughs> it was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, this is fine if you yeah, say it's it. it's crazy. But, but it was still obvious what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. I mean... But it's a yeah. It's just like you know, black culture, black bodies, black is it's it's offensive until it's something that's not positive. If it's something negative, it's like nah, you can't you can't say. I mean, if it's something positive, it's like no, nah, you can't celebrate it for your own financial benefit. But if it's like something, that's what I'm just like no. Nah, we we you know we're we're gonna push for this even if we have to like make it like a pastel painting of like you know pe- you know people at carnival. You know, something in where you oh. click on it and then you go into the site and now you're seeing like the actual pictures. Like we, we got to figure it out because um, I don't know, like it, it's weird. Like you, you got to you got to play the game. You got to play the game. 
Well, I'm glad that you're like keeping chocolate, keeping the chocolate in the reducing chocolate city because. <laughs> and then he says, oh, I have a chocolate cocktail. <laughs> Let me tell you about this chocolate cocktail. Well, I go you know. to the mountains of. <laughs> Hershey? I go, to, no. I go to the Hershey mountains and I handpick <laughs> the, the, the ripest of cacao. <laughs> I put it on my back. Oh, but now you're talking about us because we made our own chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and for 30 days, I carry the weight of the chocolate in my back. That's what gives it the best chocolate tag. Oh, my God. And then I, I, hate, I foot stomp oh my God. <laughs> the cacao beans. Coming after me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's important, okay? Yes. Yeah, it is important. It is important. It's the important. whole process. He's sitting over here talking about this, but Growler and I made our own chocolate from cacao that we got we really, while we were in Jamaica we really, this summer. We really stayed We smuggled the beans. We stayed at Arasta's house. Seriously. This is a real yeah. story. We stayed at Arasta's house. We bathed in a river. Yep. And we... We went hiking on the paths of where the maroons would have gone up into the mountains and, and piked. I think he right almost fell off the cliff once. We were not in the right footwear. We I were in flip-flops flip that kept breaking. <laughs> we were literally doing a mountain hike on the... Th- narrowest of paths and then he like shout out to uh ross kitchen ross kitchen we ross love kitchen ross, on youtube ross kitchen on youtube they're also on instagram ross kitchen tv we literally i'm not joking and then he said another treasure of jamaica sorry another, another treasure of jamaica in st thomas bay yeah. uh, just north uh not in st thomas bay in st thomas parish just north of Marat bay yeah um but he he even took a he took a stone and he threw it down the side of the mountain and said, do you guys see how that stone just crashed and exploded into itself? If you slip and fall, that'll be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I was like, oh, my fucking gosh. <laughs> oh my but I goodness. am telling you, we brought that chocolate home and we, we, we peeled it and we roasted it and we... we well, we ate the, the flesh around it you know we had so many he oh, like how is that, it, what is that? It, it, oh. it's, it's really good like it's amazing basically it's amazing it's just this fluffy white it reminds me of like soursop uh, yes. yeah but it's different it's different and his grandson would just went up into the trees and started taking them down for me and i think i turned to he was like do you know how expensive this is right now and then we were like Leaving, they were like, "No, take more, take more." Yeah, we were like, "Should we what? give you some money?" They were like, "No." No, it's like this grows here. Yeah. yeah. And then we dried the seeds out. We smuggled them back here. Yes, we did. We, um, <laughs> we roasted them. We did the whole process of turning them the seeds into chocolate, and then we had chocolate that we like um, we made did. all different types of chocolates from. Yeah, it was amazing. It was yeah. a totally cool experience. What? Yes. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I'm joking about you pressing <laughs> chocolate beans with your toes, but like, but at the same time, we literally time, did. We're in here, like, we we really did the most for this chocolate <laughs> because we, we we were determined that you know what, people in the past made chocolate by hand, and they they must, they, they must have had good reason to keep doing it this way. Because, Hell yeah, because that shit was good. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, we were like. Fuck! It's too bad. This takes so long. <laughs> Lord.
such a great conversation yeah. with you tonight, Richard. Thank we you. have enjoyed all the laughter. We've enjoyed your recipes. We've enjoyed your stories. We have had a great time. And while we've been sitting here, we've been enjoying some Appleton rum. Yeah. And uh, it has been a great time. What we like to do when we close out our session is we like to do our eat puff love moment. These moments could be something that you've eaten recently. Uh, maybe you've puffed something great. I know you are not puffing right now. And then something that you love. And so we will roll our eat puff love thermometer yeah. and choose what you are going to speak about today. Here we yeah. go. It is a love moment. Tell us about a moment of love. Most recently. Most recent. Last 30 days at least. Oh my goodness. A moment of love. Um, So I'm going to cheat. Okay. Um, Because it's also about food. So recently I was, actually, we can, can, it's two moments of love. Okay. Went up to Rhode Island. Um, this past w- a week ago to go see my nephew's graduation from okay. fifth grade. Yeah. Sweet. Like, and it, it was so meaningful to me to actually be there to witness it for him, you know, to like have like his, he, he like worships me for some reason. I don't know why it's freaking, it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but um, no. I, so I was there and, you know, I'd uh, surprised my mother, who didn't know I was coming up, but she just so happened to make some stew peas for me also, mm. which is my favorite meal of all time. Were there any spinners inside? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. So I had like a double love moment. So one, I was there for my nephew, who I love beyond words. I was there in the hospital when he was born mm. he kind of looks like he could be mine he's not he's <laughs> <my> brothers <laughs> i pay no child support <laughs> responsibly um so and then um yeah no and then i had my stew peas which i i i just i go into a whole different world like i just remember my childhood and it's all the best parts um yeah i i i love stew peas um, yeah. beyond words like yeah. I can't even bring it especially like it doesn't have to be with like white rice it should be with white rice mm. rice and peas is just wasted but I secretly like it with noodles with noodles okay with noodles. What, like a like a like a butter noodle or like as long as it's curly okay so it can like really like cling so to, cling to it so yeah. um are your stew peas? Are they? In, is there any meat based like pigtail or? Yeah. So my mom puts like pig ears in there. Okay. Pigtail. Oh my god. Yeah. I, it's, oh. it's 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 a <laughs> chicken chicken neck like the salted one. Okay. Yeah, she she tries to get all of the end pieces that she can from the butcher. <laughs> She'll just go and she'll ask for them. And I'm just like, all right, cool. That's how you do it. Got you. Okay, <laughs> stew peas and noodles. I'm going to have to try this out yes. now. Stew peas and noodles. noodles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yes. <laughs> and family time. Yes. Love of family and time and your nephew. Time. Yeah. And yeah. I can see why you're, your nephew. Yeah, you, you're a really cool guy. Thank you. And you've had a 
just here having this conversation with you seems like you've had a very journey story you've done lots of things you continue to do th- lots of things you shared with us you like to tinker and you're creative so i get it and it also it also seems to me like um that if if i observe your pattern that you're not done yet no definitely not that done. this is this is this is definitely um something you're enjoying um I, and and that's why when you asked if he was a jack of all trades, it almost seems like you're you're more of a, a a master of all trades kind of a thing. You're like, how can I get to this, figure it out, and then now I'll go to the next thing and figure it out, and then figure it out and figure it out. Perfectionism is my uh, that's my toxic trait. <laughs> okay, everybody. So now we know that Richard <laughs> always striving to be better. <laughs> Hey friend, I just watched this TikTok. I sent it to you. It was like the the um, woman was like, you know what's so you know it's one of those where it's like a stitch, and they say, um, tell us something that is a that you know is a scam, but nobody knows is a scam or whatever. And this woman comes up and says, she's like. Um, having a purpose. <laughs> like, <laughs> how dare you be so narcissistic to think you should have a purpose? Like, you, you are so important. She's like, nah, I'm just gonna chill and live my life and do all the great things that I enjoy doing yeah. and and that's it. I don't need a purpose. My grandmother, <laughs> that's what my grandmother always says. She's always like, when I ask her, I say, because she's 80, 87 now, mm. like, what do you, I always say, like, grandma, tell me what's your secret. And she always says, just do what you want to do. And if if tomorrow you want to bake pies, go bake pies. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, if tomorrow you want to, you know, actually, I was telling her about this podcast. And uh, my grandmother is one of those people that she, I feel like she was one of the first people in my family to start changing a lot of vocabulary around like LGBT issues. Mm -hmm. Like she would say to me, she'd be like, you know, bring whomever you want to bring over. Your friend, your special <laughs> friend. Yo, yo. I heard somebody talk about partners the other day. Bring your partner. I don't care. But she was always that person. But so she just always believed. And I and honestly, now thinking back about the work that I knew her doing, she she didn't do one thing. Mm. You know, she there was a time in her life where I remember her being a laundress. There was a time in her life when I remember her, you know, working in a kitchen. And, and I also remember that she started a business at one time and she was doing fish plates in the neighborhood. But she always said, just do whatever you want to do. Because mm-hmm. because if because if you do that, then you'll always be happy. Mm-hmm. And so we are so grateful to have you on our show today, Richard. We have enjoyed you. It has been a joy. No. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell our listeners how to find you. If they want to, if they want more Richard, if they want more of the midnight sweats talking about really good cocktails, tell them how to find you. Well, you can find me at Metro Bar on any day that isn't Monday. <laughs> Or Tuesday, because we're not open on Tuesday. But we're open on Wednesdays now. Okay. Um, From 4 to midnight on most days. Uh, Saturday, we open at noon to midnight. Sunday, we open from noon to 10. Um, I'm on the social meds. Um, You can most uh, uh, quickly access me on uh, the IG. Uh, It's Richard Lee Sterling, one word. Um, Yeah, that's, that's where it's at. 
Technically. Sterling spelled? Uh, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G. Okay. Richard Lee Sterling on IG. Sterling. I love that you also told people to come see you at Metro Bar. And I think one thing that we left out of our story was that when we went to Metro Bar and was looking at uh, all these drinks on the bar, we said to the bartender, oh, my gosh, if you see the bar manager, we would like to see the bar manager you know, and we kind of said it casually, not really thinking that this was yeah. going to happen. And we don't know her name, but we love her. We I, do. I, I, I we thought do. she, I actually thought no, that she was, was the bar, the bar manager. manager. <laughs> Did she um, have the green glasses on? Yes, yeah, low cut hair, yeah, black super woman, su- super like direct and at it. Yep. And like, Get it done. Get what it is done. her name? Carmella. Carmella, yes. Yeah. Shout out to Carmella for she making this happen for us. She might be. Okay. It would make yeah. sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all I'm saying is, is that like, uh, in our experience, you've also been very uh, attentive to meeting the customers and saying, hey, like, what do you enjoy? And what don't you enjoy? And like, let's talk about it. And so um, check out Metro Bar. It's a great time. It's right here in Northeast. Right in Northeast DC. Some people may say it's Brooklyn. Some people may say it's Eckington. Richard, what do they, what do you guys officially call it? Honestly, like, I, 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 I think it's Edgewood, honestly. Edgewood, okay, see. see. <laughs> but it's right at the road on the Metro Avenue. So take the Bro Metro train. Right up where the um, old Safeway used to be, back in the back. Uh, Foreman Mills is Foreman still Mills. there. Foreman Mills. And if you are into it, Greater Mount Calvary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Thank you so much for being yeah, on our Yeah, thank you, Richard. Tonight. We appreciate it we a are lot. so grateful. Thank you, everybody, for listening. For listening, and always remember to eat, puff, love. love All right, that's a wrap. Join us by subscribing to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And remember to eat, puff, love.